Welcome back to another edition of It's Raining Mets and meteorologist Ed Russo here. And meteorologist Tom Russell here. Ed, it's great to catch up with you. Uh, you and I were working together, I think, last Sunday when weather got uh, awfully exciting. You know, for the better part of the warm month, uh, you know, May and into June, things were really, really quiet. But now that we've got some heat and humidity, some storms have popped up. And Sunday, July the 2nd, was pretty active for us. So um, let's run down real quick what we had. We had... Uh, I believe you were thinking five tornadoes confirmed. I believe so we had the one, we had the one in uh, Millersburg. So that was wow. the closest. So basically, Upper Dolphin, EF zero, two in Union County, right? Yep, two in Union County, and now uh, one that just came out as we record this, uh, Center County which was like the first, that was at 308. The other ones were like, what, 345. Um, EF1 confirmed in Center County, and they had damage to trees, upper to large trees, and mainly a forested area there. So that's four. And you said there was five, you were thinking? Because there I, was a couple as you got over toward Berks County. Right. And I'm, I'm actually surprised the one in Lancaster didn't touch down, but that I don't think there was any confirmation of, of damage there. It, it did that, that, that supercell ended up dropping a tornado close to uh, Newark. Yes, okay, right. Oh, Newark. Was it that? I was over that far. Yeah. Um, so that was, far. you know, that's a pretty unusual day for Central PA. Now, these were obviously on the weekend, uh, weekend of tornado, <laughs> end on the weekend. Uh, but, you know, EF0, 75 mile an hour winds, but up to 100, that's pretty impressive for Central PA. Yeah. Yeah. It is. You know, I, you know, when I was on the air, and of course, you came in too to help me out thank you by the way uh sure. you know that couplet was strong i mean we it we, really was you know the those the tornado signatures that we see in pennsylvania usually are not i mean they're you can tell the storms rotating but they're usually not like not that clear and they don't stay crazy. consistent either oh my gosh that thing was i mean it just was consistent all the way from basically central juniata to to the right. Hill County line. So uh, that's one of the things that concerned me. You know, you always got to be wary of a supercell that is ma maintains its rotation like that and maintains it that strong. And that's why I was pretty confident that there was probably a tornado that dropped at least some point along its path. And I guess it did east of Millersburg. And the good thing is we did get some visual confirmation on at least the funnel cloud from that. So we know that, uh, you know, because it was early enough in the day where we we did have daylight and whatnot, um, and then the, obviously the destruction. But to have that many confirmed, I can't think of, like you said, you had to go back to Ida or something like that. Yeah, Ida was Ida 6 or something. Yeah. So for a, a fairly nondescript day in July in central PA, that was really impressive. You brought up a good point, though, the other day when you and I were talking that, uh, the last couple of episodes where we have had tornadoes, we weren't even in a thunderstorm watch. No, no, we weren't, which is kind of just goes to show you that um, you know, severe weather is an incredibly fluid situation. And there's so many things that have to, you know, happen for you to have the right environment for tornadoes around here. And, you know, it, it, if you don't see much sun that day, that could work against it. I mean, there's just so many things that can happen. It's like the butterfly effect. If one thing right. goes wrong. So <laughs> it was just interesting that as that day went on, almost every single thunderstorm that developed from three o'clock on started to spin. Yeah. Almost every single one. 
everyone. Everyone. And, you know, that's when that storm popped up in Lancaster County, I was getting concerned because the two storms north of it and Burks both got tornado warned. Right. And then the one in Southern Lancaster County started to do it spinning and then, and then they warned it. So it was a very unique uh, kind of setup, you know, the most tornadoes confirmed since Ida back in 2021. Um, But, you know, this still is obviously Severe weather season in Pennsylvania kind of got off to a little bit of a late start. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, really slow start. Yeah, it seems like now we're making up for a little lost time. Well, we finally have the ingredients, and I think that's the biggest thing. You know, all of May, half of June, we literally had no humidity. It was like living in the Southwest. So once we kind of flipped that switch to the heat, the humidity, now Mother Nature has something to work with. And uh, it's been a pretty interesting ride. So I think you bring up a good point that, you know, even with a late start, severe weather season is uh, is upon us here in central PA. Yeah. So I see more heat and humidity moving forward. Uh, the other thing is we were remarkably cool. June came in two degrees below average. And now since then, uh, even as we record this, we're probably on our fourth day in the 90s, but obviously well below average. Usually by now we've got nine, 10 days uh, of 90 or above. So uh, I think the second half of the summer holds obviously a little more heat, but overall we're kind of playing out as an El Nino year. Yeah. We're kind of diving into that El Nino as we speak. Um, so, you know, got to keep our eyes peeled for the, uh, for the rest of the, of the summer. Sure. I'll, I'll tell you when I was walking yeah. outside, cause I was, I was down in Gettysburg uh, earlier today and, you know, they're having that big bike week down there and I was walking on the, blacktop in between all of the vendors and oh my gosh <laughs> a little hot huh yeah and you know you you I, I guess you kind of forget a little bit what real humidity feels like since it's been kind of absent but i mean i right. was just you know well, my, my whole back was like wet from sweating and sure well same thing for me the week before i was in gettysburg for the reenactments yeah and i'm looking at all these reenactors in wool and you know just some nasty stuff <laughs> clothing you know they're not exactly dressed for 80 degrees and humid and then <laughs> i look back at the uh the actual civil war forecast and it wasn't quite as hot as we think uh it was in the 70s on day one of i'm talking about the battle of gettysburg day one and then 81 the second day and by Pickett's charge day three it was 87 but imagine trying to fight in wool pants and wool coat and everything's heavy everything's hot everything's sweaty it just gave me this appreciation for <laughs> i know i know you how really, could they yeah. even fight in that you know yeah you know i'm sure there were instances of heat illness heat related illness i mean there, oh, there sure. were so many people in that battle so it's many chaotic you know i'm sure that was uh i'm sure that was an issue i mean i know they had they had um some of the nearby houses during the battle of gettysburg um were basically hospitals and field hospitals yeah 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 they became that as yeah, as that yeah as that battle you know progressed so i'm sure they were having heat related problems with you know people i'm sure at, at, during that event so yeah um, and the other thing that came out this week was an update from uh, Colorado State University, which does the uh, tropical forecast, and they're still anticipating an above average season. But I wanted to bring out two things. One, we got kind of a, a fast start. We had two named storms in uh, in June here, but they didn't progress as we thought. There were forecasts to strengthen the hurricanes. They never did. And then they kind of petered out as they headed through the Caribbean. And then since then, it's been very cool, uh, very quiet, 
but we know that the uh, the sea surface temperatures are unusually warm. So we anticipate tropical season to ramp up. You agree? Yeah, yeah. You know, it, even during years where you're predicting a below average season, you still see it uptick somewhat as we head into the latter half of July and especially August and September. And September is, of course, peak. That's September 10th, 11th is is peak of hurricane season. So a long way to go there. But there was a time we were so dry in May and June, I was kind of hoping for a little tropical system, right? Yeah, and you know, it's still good for us to get um, a nice widespread rain. I mean, I know it's been daily now that we've almost got, you know, storms every day, but they're spotty. You know, it's not, it's still not like you get- Not everybody's getting them. Right. And when you're trying to, when you're trying to bring the the, the river levels up and the uh, creek levels up, uh, you got to get a widespread rainfall. One spotty thunderstorm is not going to right. cause a rise necessarily. So, well, with the thought of a more uh, active tropical season, I would think that's in the cards for us. Agree? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, uh, But, you know, obviously, Tom, you know, we, we usually get, uh, depending on the track of the storm, we oftentimes get some level of uh, severe weather potential, too, with that. So, right. Well, as we deal with Ida, uh, what'd you say yeah. Ida was 2021 or 20? Yeah, I think uh, 2021. Gosh, I, my memory's gone. <laughs> it's only two years ago and I can't yeah. remember. A little bit of a blur. Yeah. Well, if you remember, Ida really blew up just east of us as you got over towards Chester County and Philadelphia. Uh, that's where a lot of that, remember that flooding in uh, downtown Philadelphia where it covered oh, up the yep. whole road? Yep. That and, was and crazy. Some, and some strong tornadoes too. I mean, there was an F3. Three was it, yeah. Mullica Hill. That oh, that's was, right. That's right. Yeah, that was a very, uh, usually tropical systems don't produce strong tornadoes like that, but mm -hmm. it, it kind of, when it was coming through here, it uh, kind of joined forces with a cold front. And I think that helped to kind of bring a little bit more vigor to the thunderstorms that were produced within the storm. Yeah, it caused a lot of a lot of money damage. All yeah. right, we're running out of time here, Ed. I need to ask, uh, have you been surfing yet? A lot of people don't know Ed is an avid surfer. And a lot of times you'll do it in the cold months, but have you been surfing yet this season? Yeah, no, it ha I haven't been in a couple no. of months. Yeah, because it's just been so flat because usually this time of the year, summer is like the slow season for waves. But I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, once we get back to the uh, second half of, the, of July, I'm, you know, going to be. Where do you like to go? I love to go to South Jersey. South Jersey. There's certain, actually, what, what one of the beaches I love to go to is is where that girl was pit by a shark in Stone Harbor. Oh, <laughs> like that. That's right. But that was that was early it, in the season, though, wasn't it? I mean, it's been a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I that that's where I normally surf. That's like my the spot I go to all the time, and we call it Nuns Beach. Okay. It's right in front of uh, the convent, right? Yep. It's right in front of the yep. convent, which they actually tore down. So if you know it's Stone Oh, Park, it's not there anymore. Yeah. They, they tore it down uh, uh, over a year ago. And uh, they, they're, they're, the, the convent is still there. They're just, it's a much smaller building. Gotcha. I mean, it was such an icon. And yeah, I remember it, that. Every September, um, you know, Stone Harbor holds a surf competition called, you know, the Nuns Beach Invitational, and you know, all there are all these nuns that come down and watch, and they stand on surfboards on the beach, and they get all into it. They love it. Wow! All so, right, before we go, Ed. Yeah. Could I, could I surf? Could you teach me to surf? 
Absolutely. I always <laughs> you hesitated on your answer there. No, no, I just you've never asked me. So I'm always, <laughs> I'm always encouraging people to, you know, get out in the water and, and ride away. I, I have tried it a couple of times. Just getting out, just getting the board out and turning around was like wiped me out. <laughs> I, I think, you know, one thing I overestimate is people it, it really comes down to reading a, a wave, like when is it going to break? Because you have to right. go into the wave at the point where it's breaking. And if you don't know to do that, knowing when to start paddling, I mean, it, it's it's foreign. It's painful. So that's, that's the hardest part. It's not so much the physical nature. Seriously. It. It's, it's just knowing how to read a wave and looking for one that's going to be a good enough one to ride. So, You're right. All right. Well, hopefully we can hook up sometime at the beach and uh, you can... I can take you up on that lesson. Yeah, absolutely. Free of charge. All right. We got to wrap things up. I got to head off to the show. So we'll look forward to a little more severe weather, a little more heat and humidity, and hopefully continued quiet in the tropics. So yes. thanks for your time, bud. All right. I'll see you soon, Tom. You're listening thanks, to It's Raining Mets.